Welcome to the Christian Essentials Podcast, sponsored by ChristianGiftDepot.com and by iSuccess Academy, helping people succeed. Now, here's your host, Teddy Levron. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. We're in the middle of a series on the three essentials for Christian living. If you haven't had a chance to download the uh, ebook, uh, you can take an opportunity to do that. The website address is christianessentialspodcast.com. You can go there and there's uh, a download copy of the book and other resources that we're using throughout the series and throughout the podcast. Uh, So if you get a chance, go ahead and do that. Um, We've started into this and, and we've looked at an overview of what the three essentials are at this point, which would be birth, spiritual birth into the kingdom, spiritual growth, uh, and then the third component of the third essential is reproduction, being able to share our faith with others and bring them into relationship with the Lord as well. Uh, So we've covered uh, the idea of being born into the kingdom of God by surrendering our lives to Jesus, accepting the sacrifice that he's made on the cross for us. And uh, we've split the spiritual growth component up into four parts the first one being the importance of Bible study, the next being the importance of prayer, and then the role of the local church in our spiritual growth. And this week we're going to deal with the last part of the spiritual growth essentials, which would be the role of the Holy Spirit in our spiritual growth. Now, the topic of the Holy Spirit, or talking about the Holy Spirit, is a very deep topic, obviously. (laughs) Uh, So we're not going to cover everything that there is to know about the Holy Spirit in this podcast. We're going to just start with the basics, the the basic understanding maybe that the disciples had about who the Holy Spirit was and what uh, his role was in their own lives and how that impacted their ability to minister to other people. So there's quite a few scriptures that we'll go through in this podcast. So if there's pauses here and there, it's because I'm flipping from one verse to another. So please excuse that. Uh, But I'd like for you to consider a few questions as we go along. And you'll find these questions listed on our, our podcast website as well. The first is, do you think the Holy Spirit's already been involved in your life? And if so, how? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? What's the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit? And last, what results could you expect to see in your life if you ask the Holy Spirit to help you? So with that sort of foundation laid, let's take a look at what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples, and he makes a promise And the promise is found in uh, chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Now, when you first read that verse, uh, you're kind of trying to figure out, why is God going to send a comforter to this group of people? Uh, Jesus is in the middle of telling them that he's going away uh, are they just going to need comfort because he's not with them anymore? What's, what's the story here? Uh, so Jesus doesn't just leave it there. He also gives them an explanation. 
Uh, so he reveals the identity of the comforter and what he will do. If we go down to chapter 14, uh, verse 26 in John, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So he tells them that this Comforter is coming. He identifies the Comforter as the Holy Spirit. And then he talks about what the role of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Let me read that part of it again. It says, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So uh, later in, in other accounts of how Jesus um, spoke to the disciples and his followers before he ascended back to heaven, he tells them to teach and make disciples of all nations. He says to teach them the things that he taught them, those that were standing in front of him. So again, he reiterates this idea that the Holy Spirit is going to teach them what they need to know, and he's going to bring things to remembrance that he has already taught them. Uh, remember, they didn't have the scriptures the way we do. They were actually living them. They were in the process of writing and make, and writing down the accounts and the um, and the documentation of what it is that Jesus said to them when he was here. So it's very important. Uh, if we go over to John chapter 16, uh, there's actually a little more description of what it is that the Holy Spirit is going to do when he comes. Because at this point, he has not come in the way that Jesus has said. He's going to depart, and then the Holy Spirit is going to come in a different way than they've experienced the Holy Spirit up to this point. So if we go over to John chapter 16 and look at verse 8, Jesus says, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. So Jesus lays out uh, more to the idea of sending the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is going to teach us the things that we need to know. He's going to bring to remembrance the things that we've learned from what Jesus has said. He's going to convict the world of sin and draw people to the Father for salvation. We look a little further down and we'll see the rest of this description. It's John chapter 16, verse 13. Uh, I read through verse 12 just now. And Jesus continues, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So here we see a picture of what they can expect. They can expect that the Holy Spirit is going to help them, to teach them, to convict of sin. He's going to bring people to righteousness. And as we know in other parts of Scripture, Jesus has told the disciples that they're going to be the channel that this happens through. 
that they're going to have opportunity to share the things that they've heard, the things that they've learned, the things that they've experienced in order to help other people know who God is and come into right relationship with him and live their lives in a way that's pleasing to God. So as we go through this, we realize that Jesus has a purpose. He cares about us, and he really wants to help us uh, all the way to eternity, uh, which I think is an awesome thing when you start talking about the fact that the God of the universe wants that kind of personal relationship with us. Um, We can look also in the book of Acts in chapter 1, verse 8, to see what the purpose of sending the Holy Spirit is. We've already seen some of the things that uh, we're going to benefit from, from the Holy Spirit being sent once Jesus has gone. But in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus gives them some more clarification. He says, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So part of the idea of the Holy Spirit coming and teaching and convicting of sin is the idea that we're going to be empowered to be his witnesses. We're not going to have to struggle with the idea or uh, have to build up the courage necessarily to talk to other people about the Lord. If we have the Holy Spirit working in our lives, it becomes a natural extension of who we are. He gives us the power to be witnesses, the courage to be witnesses, uh, the knowledge to be witnesses. He'll give us the words to say. He'll remind us of the things that Jesus taught. So it's this picture of of us being uh, working with God in order to help people to come into relationship with him. It's an assignment that we've all been given as Christians, that that's part of what our lives are. The first is to love God with all of our heart, mind, and spirit, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And part of that is being willing and able to speak out and help them to understand who God is and how to come into relationship with him. If we love our neighbors as ourselves, then we should love them enough to help them not go to hell at least to give them the directions, and they make a choice as to whether they'll accept the Lord or not. The Holy Spirit is working on people's hearts. In the Scriptures, we see that uh, no one comes to the Lord unless they come through Jesus Christ, but we also learn that people are drawn to the Father by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit coming was to convict the world of sin and righteousness. It's not our job to tell people what they're doing wrong. Once we share the gospel, it becomes obvious what the relationship with the Lord should be. Uh, So the Holy Spirit does that drawing. We're the lucky individuals that are standing around to get to pray with people so that they can accept the Lord. But the work of the conviction of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit's work. It's not ours to convict. It's ours to tell. So when we see that, we, we know that the disciples have been given this promise, they've been given this assignment, but they need to wait for this power. Jesus tells them that they need to wait until they, they have received this power to be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and 
the uttermost parts of the earth. So again, sharing the message starts local. It starts in the location that they're in and then expands outward to an ever-growing circle of influence around the world to lead people to the Lord because God's desire is that all men come to the knowledge of the truth. So we can see that this is this is a huge thing, but at the same time, they haven't received it. So there has to be some some doubt, some um, some puzzle that they're trying to solve. What is he talking about? It, it sounds good, but now what? <laughs> now what? So it, Jesus is crucified. He rises. He ascends back into heaven with the instructions to go and preach the gospel and to go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them the things that I've taught you. Now they're waiting. So in the book of Acts, chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of this promise. Starting in verse 1, we'll read verses 1 through 4. It says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, it goes on to explain what happened and how the people who heard this happen responded to it. Uh, at first, they thought that these people were drunk because they could hear them. They, they knew that they were all Galileans, but they're speaking all of the languages that all of these people understood. It was the Feast of Pentecost, and people had come in to uh, Jerusalem from all, the, all around the region. So there were people there who spoke all different languages. And they could hear these people speaking in their languages, it, it, and it, it was a puzzle to them. Well, wait a minute. How do these people know our language? It was God's empowering. It was the infilling of the Holy Spirit that allowed them to speak in languages that they did not understand, Yet, it was having a spiritual impact on the people who were hearing it. So we see the fulfillment of the idea that Jesus promised a comforter. We don't have time in this podcast format to go through uh, more in-depth uh, understanding of the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and all of those things. We're going to do that in other podcast episodes that will be coming so for now, we just want to see that Jesus is good to his word. He has fulfilled the promise. He has sent the comforter, and they've been given power in order to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So there's the fulfillment of the promise. So what's the result? What is it that we can expect as a result if indeed were filled with the Holy Spirit. If we go over in John, uh, I'm sorry, in Acts chapter two, starting in verse thirty-seven, Peter had stood up and, in a language that all of them could understand, explained to them what this was. It was a fulfillment of a prophecy, and it was a fulfillment of a promise. And he then tells them about Jesus. 
And in verse 37, it says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, I want to stop here and make a point that he's actually talking about us. All those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You and I are still reaping the benefit of the fact that God sent the Holy Spirit to draw us into relationship with him. Isn't that an exciting thought? In verse 40, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And then verses 41 and 42 is the culmination. It's the result of all of this activity that went on prior. In 41 it says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So 3,000 people come to the Lord that day because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, because of the witness and the testimony of those that were filled and from Peter who explains to them about Jesus. So what can we expect if, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, we can expect that the Holy Spirit is going to be instrumental in people being led to the Lord. Without the working of the Holy Spirit, no one gets saved. The Holy Spirit will help you to understand the Word, how to apply it to your life. It says that He will teach us what we need to know. The Holy Spirit will help you to lead others to the Lord. He'll give you the courage. He'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the power to be able to speak out and uh, in a way that people will be drawn to the Lord. And in, in future podcasts, like I said before, we're going to also discuss the various gifts that the Holy Spirit brings into our lives and the fruit that we can expect to see from that relationship with the Lord. So go back through the questions that I asked at the beginning. Again, you can download those from the website uh, and really start to identify the role that the Holy Spirit plays in your life. Uh, there, there are two different perspectives on the Holy Spirit. I know that there is some uh, controversy about whether or not gifts continue today. Apparently in those verses, we are the ones afar off, and we can expect that the things that were done uh, are going to continue into today's world. People still need to be saved. They still need to be healed. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit has not changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, so we can expect that the things that the disciples and those that were there at that time experienced, we can expect that we can experience the same things in our lives and the same results that the disciples had. We can expect that God will work 
through the situations and through us and the Holy Spirit working in people's lives, we're going to see the same kinds of results that they saw in the New Testament as well. So we'll get a little deeper into that in some upcoming episodes of the podcast. Uh, For this week, spend some time really identifying how the Holy Spirit is working in your life uh, and, and whether or not uh, you're filled with the Spirit. You, you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit drew you to the Lord and helped you in the process, process of accepting the Lord. But do you, are you aware of the ongoing relationship that the Holy Spirit has with you in helping you during Bible study and helping you to be able to witness to other people as well? So we'll get more in detail with that as we go along. Uh, next week, we're going to pick up on the third essential in the three essentials, which is uh, reproduction. We'll discuss uh, the importance of leading others to the Lord and helping them to follow him. Uh, We'll also share a few tips on how to get started in sharing your faith with other people. So I hope you've been blessed by this particular episode of the podcast. Let us know uh, what you think. If you have questions, just go to the website, christianessentialspodcast.com. Uh, Send me an email, shoot me a message, let me know what you're thinking about the podcast, if there's questions that you have that you'd like to see us address in the podcast or topics that you'd like to hear us cover. Uh, We'll be happy to do that. Uh, Just let me know. In the meantime, focus your attention on your personal relationship with the Lord. Look for opportunities to lead other people to him and trust that the Holy Spirit's going to work through you to accomplish his purpose. We'll see you again next time. For more information and resources, please visit our website, ChristianEssentialsPodcast.com. Also, visit our sponsors, ChristianGiftDepot.com and iSuccessAcademy. You've been listening to the Christian Essentials Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.